There is nothing I love more than an amazing meal with high quality meat cooked at home because let's be honest, eating out is so expensive. And you also know that eating out is the number one budget buster. That is why I am so glad I found ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service dedicated to delivering high quality, grass fed and grass finished beef, organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood directly to your doorstep with free shipping always. You even get exclusive member deals, recipes, and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code ETM and get $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com. Last night, we made a beef stew with meat from ButcherBox, and you can taste the difference. It was so satisfying and delicious. And all of our friends that were over for a dinner party, they raved at how good it was. So do yourself a favor and eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering my listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips, for free in every order for a year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm and use code etm to choose your free offer and get $20 off. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking how to HGTV your house for less. Raise your hand if you are as addicted to HGTV as I am. I mean, I swear, I think like every Saturday and Sunday, I could probably just sit on the couch for hours and hours and watch a combination of the new show Hometown, which is actually one of my favorites. If you've not checked that one out, definitely check that one out. Fixer Upper, I mean, who doesn't love Fixer Upper? Seriously, Property Brothers, I mean, this is big business. Like they've created a whole entire channel with multiple shows that are all making a lot of money just on strategies to renovate your house, whether it is, you know, buying a fixer upper or renovating a house you already have, 
or whether you des- you're deciding whether to buy a new house or to renovate your house. I mean, there are so many different show plot lines. It's crazy out there, but it is it's so addictive. I mean, in just, you know, what, like a half hour or an hour to see this dump of a house, really, because that's really what they show you on TV, just completely renovated into something that is awe-inspiring. I mean, a lot of times I'm like, wait a minute, there's no way that they spent the budget that they spent. They had to have spent so much more money because it just doesn't like, it just doesn't feasibly look like it can cost, you know, what, what they estimate on the shows. But I know, you know, when you're on one of those shows, you get you get some freebies, you get some things thrown in. That's part of the perks of being on those shows. Even though I know that they try and, and kind of con us into thinking that, you know, no, the homeowner paid for all of this by themselves. I'm like, right, exactly. But, you know, sometimes it is better to buy a house that's less expensive and upgrade it to your liking. But renovations, honestly, they can get so expensive, right? We watch HGTV, that is a tongue twister, say that 10 times. And then we, uh, you know, suddenly we feel like we're renovation pros. And, you know, we we're talking about all these different things that we want to do to our house, but it all adds up, you know, to an ex- sometimes an exorbitant amount of money. But sometimes it is, sometimes it actually ends up being cheaper than going out and buying a brand new home where somebody's done, you know, all the stuff for you and then you want to renovate something. Uh, You've already paid for the renovations, usually kind of built into the cost of the house. So a lot of things to think about when you're thinking about buying a house or renovating a house. Um, And after, you know, I've bought a house before and sold a house and I remember going through that process and I remember like foolishly, uh, I was in my basically early 20s, I remember thinking, you know, we'll just like, we'll knock down this wall and we'll push this back and we'll make the master bedroom bigger. Oh, and we'll just, you know, we'll just do this and do that. And we'll just, you know, swap the sink to the other side of the kitchen and like all of these things. And then when push came to shove and I actually saw what all that would cost, I was like, wait, it costs how much to just take down a wall? Um, Okay, well, maybe I'll rethink my strategy, right? And then you always go over the budget. You know, usually I always tell people to estimate 25 to 30% over whatever the budget is amount. Uh, and sometimes it ends up going, you know, 30, 40, 50% over because things just happen, you know, especially when they're knocking down walls or pushing something out, you know, they don't know what they're going to get into electrical problems, plumbing problems, you know, all of these things that are so foundation problems. Oh my gosh, that's another one. Like all of these things that are so expensive, you know, always come up. And so it's, it's a really good idea of while we're talking about how to do this for less to also talk about the reality of it, that you've got to bake in this extra cost. And if it doesn't happen, um, well, you may be one of the only people where this didn't actually happen, but if it didn't happen, then you've got just, you've got extra cash, which is, you know, never a bad thing. And then there are some really good investments when you're when you're talking about renovating your house, you know, upgrading kitchens and bathrooms, those are those are two things that are always going to win in resale value. They they have the wow factor, right? People walk in and it's like, okay, what's the kitchen like? What are the bathrooms like? Which it always cracks me up like a bathroom like we're so fixated on what a bathroom looks like and you know, I know you guys listening to the podcast, you guys spend a lot of time in the bathroom. I think us ladies tend to have the strategy of just kind of get in and get out. But nevertheless, for some reason, psychologically speaking, we we love our bathrooms. We like them to look nice. 
Um, and then you can cut on some costs that maybe aren't as critical to resale value. Uh, you know, painting walls or, you know, just certain fixtures and certain things that people aren't going to pay attention to usually aren't worth spending a ton of money on. But before you go all HGTVing on your house, there are three things that I really want you to keep in mind so that you can at least try to not make your costs skyrocket. Um, you know, it's hard like winter in the middle of a renovation. Sometimes you're stuck. You know, if I have a lot of people who have who've come to ask me like, hey, what can I do? Like I'm in the middle of this renovation and the costs are already, you know, 30, 40, 50% over. And I, I don't, and I don't have the cash. I don't know what to do. And it's like, well, your house is already torn down or, you know, there's bits of it that are torn apart. I'm like, you know, that we have to figure out some solve in order for that just to get, get back. So a lot of times it's about like, okay, where can we actually cut the cost? Um, but it happens all the time. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's this hard thing because I know when I think about, you know, next house I want to buy, I do think about wanting to buy a house that isn't as nice and doing, you know, an HGTV makeover on it. Um, at least attempting to not on my own, not on my own. I'm definitely smart enough to know not to try that on my own. Um, I think that's probably like one of the safest ways, uh, to, elicit a lot of fights with your spouse too. I don't know if anybody listening has actually done a renovation with your spouse. If you've done it and you guys never gotten an argument, um, I'm just, I'm giving you a high five right now because I don't even know how that, I mean, I would, I would argue over the color of the wall, you know, probably endlessly. So I can only imagine when you get into something, you know, more complex, like you're trying to put in tiling or you're trying to put in, I don't know, you know, a shower stall or kitchen appliances or something like that. It's just, I, that's one thing where I'm, I'm just, I'm all for hiring the pros. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news? Well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps, but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. 
They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful, ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Now, I will definitely like, you know, definitely um, DVR some of my favorite episodes in order to show them things that I like. But I also know that, um, you know, sometimes they overdo it on on the HGTV shows. I mean, it looks so amazing, but it almost looks like it almost looks too nice. Like you can't actually live in it. So I think there's a good balance. I mean, it's it's TV, right? So they got to be kind of like over the top. But the first thing that you should really think about is it's so easy to think, especially if you have a good credit score, that you're just going to use your credit cards to uh, to get some leverage with contractors. And this is really where I've learned that cash is is king, right? Or a form of cash not known as credit cards. So interestingly enough, 39% of first-time homebuyers use credit cards to renovate their homes. That's actually a, a really high percentage, I think, which can come with just super high interest rates. And also, this is, this is the thing that people don't know about, it can increase your fees with the contractors because now they're going to have to pay the credit card fees too. So, I mean, it can jack up your costs by an extra 3 to 5%. So one way around this really is just to obtain some sort of financing that gives you a lump sum, right? The whole um, piggy bank of money up front so there are no fees with the contractor, but also so that you're not paying credit card interest rates. Because remember, those are the highest. We're talking easily, you know, 7 8% plus, you know, a lot of people's credit card interest rates, they're in the like 20%. And, and that just gets, I mean, that can easily turn your, you know, $25,000 remodel into a fifty dollars to $60,000 remodel by the time you've actually paid it off. Um, so paying with this lump sum or some sort of cash equivalent allows you to, to get top contractors with a deposit and really have power to negotiate for a lower bid because you're not, you're not using that credit card. They're not going to have to pay those fees. And you're like, Hey, I've got cash or, you know, some form of cash. And, um, you know, let's, let's get this bid as low as we can. And the other thing is never go with, never get a bid, I should say, with just one contractor. Always get at least three different options. And this really goes for anything. I mean, anytime you're having to get any major purchase, at least get three people. Uh, and that's, I think, really just for you to know whether uh, you're getting a good deal or not. But then also, I mean, it's just the way competition works, right? So you start pitting them against each other. And suddenly, you know, even, even if you slash, you know, 5% off the cost, that's still a large number. If we're talking about like a big home remodel, uh, that can be a lot of money. So it's always a good idea. At least get three. Even if you know pretty much the person you want to go with, just get two others for just the heck of it. And, um, you know, let them know that they're in competition because that's the only way that they can actually kind of work for your business. Right. And another thing that's, that's, you know, kind of a not great factor with uh, HGTVing your home is really the the chance of foreclosure. And I see this happen a lot because, you know, renovating homeowners, they face losing their homes. And 
what I mean by that is there are a lot of financing options out there that are tied to your home, like a home equity line of credit, which it can be a good idea. However, it's always with um, a bit of pause, a bit of caution, right? So home equity line of credits, it's kind of like a credit card where you have an available amount of money that you can draw upon. So let's say you get approved for a $50,000 home equity line of credit, but you only need $25,000. Then technically you have $25,000 of available credit, right? And you're only paying interest on that 25%. Um, there are some, there's, there are some pros to home equity lines of credit and there are some cons to home equity lines of credit. Uh, one of the cons is that it's a variable rate, right? So it's you, whatever your rate is, is going to be prime plus some percentage. So when we're in like a fluctuating interest rate environment, like we're in now, and probably for the next couple of years, you know, your payment is probably going to go up and up and up. How much? I don't know. I can't tell you, right? I'm, I'm not looking at your specifics, but it will adjust. It will fluctuate. And so a lot of times, you know, if you're like just able, just barely able to afford the remodel and you have a home equity line of credit and then the payment starts creeping up, you know, a lot of times people just go, forget it. I, I'm just going to do foreclosure. I'm just going to walk away from the house. I don't even want to deal with this, right? And of course, that has all sorts of ramifications. It screws your credit and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, right? So the whole point is you want to set yourself up for success as best as you can. Uh, and just don't get in a situation where, you know, failure is a, a, a probable, possible, I should say, or probable um, outcome because then all of this is for nothing, right? You know, you could just do small things to your house. You don't have to go all HGTV on your house. You don't have to totally fix every single nook and cranny. Um, I think that's a, that, I think that's a bit unrealistic. You know, even on shows like Fixer Upper, you know, they may show you three or four rooms, but all the other rooms in the house they fix them up, but certainly not to the extent that they've done those other rooms. You know, they may have, um, I don't know, taken down the popcorn ceiling. They may have painted, maybe there's new carpeting or new flooring or something like that, but it's, it's mild stuff. It's not stuff that is ridiculously expensive. And the last thing is, I mean, it's, this is kind of like a duh, of course, but you would be surprised at the people who don't do this. It's calculate what your total costs are ahead of time, but including interest. You know, if you leave out interest, you don't have a really good scope of how much this thing is going to actually cost you, right? And of course, that's how people want to, that's, we buy cars that way. We put, you know, we charge on a credit card, we student loans that way. And then when we look at like the actual cost with interest, like it can make you want to throw up. You know, I remember the first time I did that from my, my student loan from my MBA, I was like, I'm going to wait a minute. I'm going to be paying back how much? Um, and it wasn't even a high interest rate. So, you know, it's good just to, just to know, even though I know sometimes it sucks knowing what the numbers are, this is definitely one of the cases where you should know your numbers. Um, and so there are lots of calculators out there. I'm going to put a link to a loan calculator from a company called Hearth, um, which is actually doing some cool things. Um, I found them online and they're kind of like a, a fintech financial technology startup company in Silicon Valley. And the premise is to really help millennial homebuyers find affordable, risk-free loans, that's in their words, to refinance renovations. And so what they really want to say is like, hey, don't turn to your credit cards, don't get a home equity line of credit necessarily, 
come check us out and see if we can help you improve on financing that is as easy as using your credit card, but much cheaper. And so I checked them out. I think it's kind of an interesting concept. I'm going to put a link in the show notes if you want to head over and check them out. Um, again, I haven't done a whole lot of research on them, but I think it is a, you know, there are all these companies now springing up, trying to offer solutions for millennials because, you know, we got a kind of, we got kind of a raw bag of goods, right? We got crazy student loans. Um, we've got a crazy economy. Um, there's just a lot of things that are tough, for especially younger millennials. And so I think this is an interesting concept. Again, I don't know exactly how viable it is, but um, it's at least worth checking out if you're thinking about going all HGTV on your house. And, um, you know, I always tell people like the more information you can get, the better. So why not check out some innovative companies like this that are trying to do things differently and just see if it fits for you. It may or may not work, um, but again, it's worth a shot. It's, it's way better than just pulling out your credit card and using your credit card. So at the end of the day, it's, it's knowing your homework, do your homework and know your costs, your actual real costs and help that figure out what you can actually afford. Um, for instance, don't just binge watch a bunch of episodes of Fixer Upper right before you make renovation decisions. That's probably a really bad decision. In fact, you may want to go on like a hiatus, like a 30 day, 60 day, maybe longer hiatus, right? Um, cause I think you just get yourself so confused and then it's like, we think we've got to have this total model, perfect home. And in reality, that's, that's probably not the case. Yes. There are definitely some rooms where remodeling and spending more money are going to potentially have a better payoff for you if you sell your house or, Hey, you just, you just want it to look that way. Right. But I'm all about like is there a way that we can have the same effect, that we can have that HGTV effect in your house, but for cheaper, right? And I think that should be kind of your mentality when you're going into renovation, when you're talking with contractors, when you're trying to figure this out. It's like, hey, you know, um, I want to go all HGTV on my house. However, I want to be smart. So where are the areas that I can cut back, where I can maybe buy material that isn't quite expensive? And then where are the places where, you know, the few places, the little tiny handful of places where you should dump more money into, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that aren't sexy, like, um, like the plumbing and like the roof, you know, and the electrical, those aren't sexy things. You don't see those. You don't look at the, somebody doesn't come over to your house for dinner. It's like, man, you have amazing plumbing that never happens, right? Nobody has ever said that. Except I know from buying my first house that plumbing is ridiculously important. I spent probably about $25,000 having to fix the entire plumbing to the house. Um, I just didn't know it was, it was bad. And, uh, it was just, it was just like the nightmare day where just, they kept knocking on my door and we were like, and it's going to cost more money. And now it's going to cost more money. And now it's going to cost even more money. I'm like, I am running out of money on something that nobody's going to see. But those are things to think about when you buy your house. And so, you know, use people that have done this before. Watch HGTV for inspiration, for design ideas, for all those sorts of things. And then find some pros who are really good at this where they can help you figure out like, okay, I wouldn't waste your money here, but I would spend money here, et cetera, et cetera, right? Because 
at the end of the day, it's not like, let's say you had $50,000 for renovating your house. It's not who can spend the $50,000 the fastest. It's who can be the smartest with the $50,000 and maybe spend, you know, a quarter less than that and, and bank that money and do something good with that money or just not have to come up with that kind of cash. Right. Um, so again, I understand it. You know, I watch HGTV, uh, I salivate all the time. I think of all the amazing walls and spaces I want to create. And I, I go back to wanting to burst open walls and all of that craziness, even though I know it's not always the smartest thing to do. Um, so watch HGTV, get inspired and then do your homework, right? Save some cash, save some cash and do some other good things with that money. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at millennial underscore money. And Hey, if you love our podcast, please, please, please share it with your friends. I would definitely appreciate it and head on over to iTunes. The link is in the show notes and leave us a five-star review.